Welcome to Your Life Atelier, which is the Life Atelier podcast. And I'm recording this <laughs> completely unplanned with a slightly rumbling tummy because I just wanted to record it before I forget and and other things happen because I just think it's so important and it's it's about this idea of maintenance versus reactive work. So I just did a little post on Instagram talking about how all of the tools that I teach in coaching have like two gears, okay? They have two gears the way that I teach them, but they're then going to have multiple gears because you are going to take those tools and adapt them and apply them and you're going to build on them and they're going to you're going to create your own tools that work for you, right? This is my job is to create the starting point for you to reconnect you so that you can see, oh wait, I can create my own stuff, I do create my results, I am in the driving seat, right? So really that's where that's where I see my role, is to get you off autopilot and then into taking decisions and steering and choosing the journey and enjoying the journey. Now, the reason I'm highlighting this is I had a conversation with someone who used to be one of my students yesterday, hello lovely if you're listening to this, and we are going to start doing a Spanish-English exchange on Mondays, which is amazing. And she was talking about whether or not to join us inside Prune and Bloom, which is my coaching membership. And it currently has the Fluid English Studio as a separate thing. Um, but I'm actually just going to absorb that because I think 95% of our members use English as a second language. So I'm just, again, practicing what I preach, constantly pruning so that more can bloom. Pruning, 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 decluttering, however you want to think about it. And what came up in our conversation is that she needed to get this result, like needed to feel confident using English in her role, like yesterday. She's had this promotion, She's going to be using English with international managers, with teams. She's already been doing this, right? So I think that's something that's really important that I want you to think about as well is where are you already doing the thing that you want to create? Where are you already achieving success? And starting from that place of saying, you know what, I actually already do send most of my emails in this language, or actually I have managed to do this already. And then building on that success, rather than starting from this place of, oh my God, there's so far to go, there's such a big gap. Now, she wants to be fluent yesterday, and that tells me that her body's gone into fight or flight, okay? And what I can see on the outside as she's explaining to me the situation is, okay, there are small children, there is a lot of stress level, there's extra responsibilities, there's a feeling of resentment about having to learn and use this language. There are all of these things that are actually causing her nervous system to be overactivated, which means when our nervous system is overactivated, we are not in a position to be solving problems. Now, learning a new language, Cutting your hours so that you work a 15-hour work week, starting a business, changing how you communicate with your partner, working on your sex life. This is communication. Like All of these things are solving problems. We think that solving a problem is only in a negative situation. It's not. Life is solving problems. Every single time we face something that we can't yet do, we're solving a problem. Learning to walk, solving a problem. 
okay? Making food, solving a problem. I'm hungry, I've got these raw ingredients and I want to transform them <laughs> into a way that my body can absorb the nutrients better, solving a problem, okay? So when we're in that heightened state, we're not in the best possible place to access our creativity and to solve these problems. So step number one is to pause and just monitor, register, observe, notice, whatever you wanna call it, connect with your nervous system. And then, and for me this is like, I remember hearing it explained on a podcast once that using the self-coaching model was like taking a step to stop driving your car around in circles and just taking a pause to actually put the destination in the GPS. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa, because my modus operandi, modus operandi, however what you call it, had been just reactivity. Like I had been driving the car of my life around in circles, just like, don't go that way, don't go that way. Oh no, this way's not good. Oh, a puddle, oh, get the car out of this. <laughs> for years, my whole life. Now, what I now know with all the things that I've learned through coaching is that that was as a result of various traumatic experiences, and I'm using that trauma with little t, not trauma with a big T, that had meant I was constantly in a state of fight or flight. That is how my body had learned to respond to difficulty, to get me out of the difficulty right? Just get away from it. Just just leave this thing that's difficult. Quit this. Run away from that. Avoid that. Okay, that's how my body had learned to cope with these things. And I didn't know that that was what was happening. So I just thought it was my personality. I'm a chaotic person. I create mess. Now, coaching taught me to investigate that and see, is this true? And actually, of course, it's not true, right? Just the same as however you're currently seeing yourself. You know, for my English students, it used to be, I'm undisciplined, I'm a disaster, I can't stick to a plan, I can't keep my routine going. Like, whatever those stories are, we get to just drop them. There's a lesson about doing this inside Prune and Bloom, but you can just take a moment here, if you're not a member, to just think about what are the stories that you have and how do you want to drop them? And what do you actually want to replace them with? Now, how this then relates to this being in a state of fight or flight and feeling like we want to do something, okay? And the response very often with my English students was, okay, so uh, I need to have a lesson every day, right? A, a lesson every day and speak English every day. Not before you have coached yourself and you've got your nervous system under control and calm. Not until you've taken a reading of your capacity for resilience and your, your capacity for stress because otherwise you're just wasting time, right? I know this sounds harsh, but it's like deciding to run a marathon with a broken leg. Heal the leg. Heal the leg before you run the marathon because otherwise you're just going to like, you're just gonna make it worse and worse and worse. Like, and that's what we're doing. And like, I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about situations in my own life where I look back and I think, wow, I didn't need to do it that way. And that's not from a place of regret or judgment. That's not helpful, right? We did stuff the way we did because we didn't know any other way to do it. But now we do. And now we get to say like, okay, there's a marathon coming up. I'm choosing to run this marathon. 
Do I want to do it with my broken leg? Or do I want to pause and rest up and heal my leg before I start going? Now sometimes, okay, and this is why there are these two gears to my tools. So one of them is reactive, which is shit has already hit the fan and I'm getting myself out of this situation. And then other times it's these maintenance ways of doing things. And this is the work, we use the same tool, but we're using it to build resilience or we're doing it to heighten self-awareness or we're doing it to get ready for when the dip happens again. And in these situations, we want to think about, okay, let's say shit has hit the fan, right? I accepted the promotion, I'm in it. <laughs> I've got the meeting on Thursday. I've decided I am gonna do it. I'm gonna do it as I am. And instead of trying to become fluent in four days, what I'm gonna do is really prioritize calming my nervous system, preparing for it so that I can learn from this experience. So I'm gonna have my broken leg and run the marathon, but I'm not gonna run it, right? Instead, I'm gonna be the first person to walk this marathon with a broken leg. And then I'm gonna create an off-ramp as soon as I can. I'm gonna look after myself. I'm gonna think about my sleep routine. I'm gonna think about, you know, explaining to people like, guys, I've got a broken leg. <laughs> I know I'm doing this with a broken leg and this might look crazy, but, but that's what I'm doing and here's why. And that way we increase our comfort zone. We start to repair our self-trust. Our brain stops thinking, man, she fucks us over a lot, right? And it starts to think like, okay, we're working on these things together. And so, we slow down, we set our GPS, and then we speed up, okay? And so when I speak to people, and I've spoken to many of you probably who are listening to this, about should you start coaching, lots of people will say like, oh, well, you know, it's not the right time, I think I should do it in the future. And what I would say is there is nothing in your life that coaching won't make you more able to do with more ease, with more self-awareness, with more joy. If you're currently struggling with one thing, coaching is a way for you to pause and then look at it again and say, okay, how do I want to make this fun, right? And that can even, I'm not using like a toxic positivity thing of like, how can I enjoy being very lonely and not enjoying being in my relationship, right? Me, for myself, the coaching tools were, they have really impacted and I've really appreciated them in the last two years, has been during the process of my granddad becoming ill and his end of life. And it was messy and it was awful and it was brutal and you know it was not a lovely experience at all but I managed to find the joy during that process. I managed to make space for myself, I managed to connect with the people that I love, I managed to use it as an opportunity to be really present to the rawness of being a human while that was happening in a way that I can compare it directly. I hadn't done when I lost my dad's parents, my grandparents, which was 10 years ago. And at that point I was very much in reactivity and the response to that was work, 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 then go out after work, drink, don't think about it, keep busy, occasionally process the pain, but not really, push it down again. 
And being able to contrast those two experiences, they were very different, okay? But just being able to contrast, like, how does it feel to go through grief with my coaching toolkit, with self-trust, with healing, versus without it, very, very different. And the same with Rita and her being sick last year. What were these different experiences? So, yes, coaching can help you build your dream business and buy the chateau. Let's all get a chateau, everyone. Okay, yes, it can help you to do all these amazing, glamorous things, but it's also, it's there with you day to day, being a human and actually making the human experience something that is pure joy. And that doesn't mean it's good all the time, right? But it does mean that you get to feel alive, you get to feel connected, and you get to feel the freedom of choosing how you interact with your life day to day, okay, moment to moment. So, sorry if that's a bit rant. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry if this was ranty. <laughs> I hope it's got through to you. And I hope that if there is something in your life where it's taking up a lot of energy, this gives you a way to diffuse and deflate that and for you to feel more in control. And obviously, if it feels like my style of coaching resonates with you, part fairy godmother, part shouty person, <laughs> definitely all, let's do this, let's get results. You can learn about prune and bloom wherever you are listening to this, if it's wherever it is, there'll be a link somewhere. And if English is your second language, we are incorporating the Fluid English Studio into Prune and Bloom. So there will be support coaching sessions. Rita's just <laughs> woken up to look at me like, can we go for a walk now? Um, there will be a support coaching call for people using English as a second language, as well as lovely, delightful, effective self-study programs for you to fill in those confidence gaps too. So, I am going to take my laptop to get the R key fixed on it, and then I will post this on all my channels. And let me know if it resonates or if you have questions, and have a beautiful Friday and weekend.